And so the question that I get from time to time is, well, if there's no money in the trust fund, how can they pay out 77 cents on the dollar? And the answer, of course, is because people are continuing to work, pay into the system while other people are taking their retirement benefits. When it comes to financial planning, you need to cut through the jargon so that you can understand how to achieve your own retirement success. This is Candid Conversations, Retirement Talk with Ryan Kravitz of Kravitz Financial and Insurance Solutions. Well, hello and welcome back into Candid Conversations, Retirement Talk with Ryan Kravitz. Ryan, good to talk to you again. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, a few episodes into the podcast. Uh, have you got any feedback yet from anyone? Uh, not yet, but okay. uh, I'm sure I will be soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of hearing both both from uh, your clients that get a chance to listen to it and then you know people that come across the podcast and uh, reach out to you. Hopefully we'll get to hear from them here from, from time to time and, and soon enough. But we got some good conversations. I know we've gone a couple through a couple things so far, but I want to dive into Social Security right now. I know it's a it's a key uh, key pillar, I guess, of the planning process, and I want to get into some of the myths that are out there today because, you know, there's there's a lot uh, of information about Social Security, but we're not always completely up to date on on everything with Social Security because it can be kind of confusing, right? Definitely, it's uh, it's it's one of those income sources in retirement that I say is often overlooked, and so I know we'll talk about it more here today. Yep, it is often overlooked, but it is a key piece of the income planning. So we will discuss that today and both best a few myths for you and, and hope uh, hopefully clear up some things that maybe you've heard or maybe you believe, but maybe might uh, not quite be the complete truth once you get into retirement. Again, if you have questions for Ryan, a couple of different ways you can get in touch with Kravitz Financial. It's uh, first online, KravitzFinancial.com is the website. And then also you can call directly 714 714- Four six two nine one five five, and make sure you get that retirement ready checkup as well. All right, let's jump in. Um, first myth here, and uh, I mean, I guess we should, let's start off. I got a, something I want to start with I, the the income. I know the 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 cost of living adjustments to colas. Before we even jump into like all these myths, it's been interesting to kind of watch that this year, and it's been kind of front and center because of the increases with inflation. Um, have you been surprised at all? Have you gotten much feedback on the big bump that we're seeing heading into uh, the new year? You know, it's crazy because for several years now, we really haven't seen very much in the way of cost of living adjustments. But this year, we, we've got a, a a big one. It's up 8.7%. Uh, there were several years there. I think there were three years in the last 10 where there was no cost of living adjustment whatsoever. And huh. so this is welcome news for sure, especially with the inflation that we've been experiencing this year. Yeah, for sure. And it's probably got people thinking about, hey, I want to go ahead and get that benefit turned on as quickly as possible. But we'll uh, maybe clear that up a little bit. Why may that, that might not be the case for everyone. All right, let's start off with this myth, Ryan. Uh, the Social Security Administration, while they're there to, uh, to assist you in some regard, uh, the myth is often that they're going to help you make the best decision about when you should start your benefit, but that's not the truth, right? Yeah, and this is something that's very often misunderstood. It, you know, the Social Security, you know, their job is that when you walk into the office, they're going to get you the highest benefit on the day that you walk in there, which sounds good. We want to get the most benefit that we can from the Social Security system. But the thing is, is that they're not there to help you to figure out how much you can get 
over the course of your lifetime, really looking at it you know, big picture. How do you coordinate your benefits best, maybe with a spouse or a divorce spouse benefits or survivor benefits, that sort of thing. They really can't give advice. They're just not allowed to do that. And so it's not a knock on them whatsoever. What they do is a, you know, they, they do a great job of what they do. But again, they're just there to get you the highest benefit on the day that you walk in to the office. So as an example, let's say you're entitled to a survivor benefit. And maybe the survivor benefit is a little bit less than your own retirement benefit. Well, they, they may just set you up on your own retirement benefit where it actually might have made more sense for you to take the survivor benefit, even though maybe it's a little bit less. But meanwhile, you would be able to allow your retirement benefit to continue to uh, grow and earn the delayed retirement credits. And then potentially over the course of your lifetime, you'll you'll get much higher social security benefits. They also can't help you coordinate your benefits with your overall retirement plan. In other words, does it make more sense to take your social security benefits now and then take maybe a smaller amount that you may only need from your retirement accounts like a 401k or an IRA? Or would it make more sense maybe to delay your social security benefits and take more from your 401k or IRA or other type of retirement account? So there's there's different things there that planning wise, obviously they can't go into all that with you. Yeah, I think that's what's so important. They're going to help you get to the right forms, help you fill out everything you need and help you submit your claim probably, right? Is That's kind of what they're there for. But in terms of strategy and, and making sure that you're maximizing that benefit, that's not their role. So that is a, a common misunderstanding when it comes to the Social Security Administration. All right. What about this myth, uh, Ryan? You won't get any Social Security if you are a stay-at-home mom. I know there's a, a lot of uh, stay-at-home moms and, and they might have that concern, but is that the truth? No, it's definitely not the case. And this is certainly something that is misunderstood. That There's a difference between needing to take your or, or, or having to have certain amounts of earnings in order to get your own retirement benefit. And then there's other rules in order to get a spousal benefit. So in order to get a spousal benefit off of your spouse's earnings records, it's not very difficult. Generally, you just need to have been married for at least one year and then you can get that spousal benefit. You don't even have to have worked ever and you'll still get that benefit. Now it's different when we're talking about your own retirement benefits and that's where I think a lot of people get confused. So to qualify for your own retirement benefit, you need to have 40 credits and you can earn four credits a year. So basically you need to have 10 years of income. So as long as you're in at least, it's this year, it's 1000 in 2022, it's $1,510 for each credit. So yeah. not too hard to earn that much in a quarter. And so as long as you get that, you get 40 credits, um, that's 10 years of, of uh, earnings, and then you get your own retirement benefit. But that's the distinction there between your own retirement benefit and your spousal benefit. Okay. That's important to know for anyone that, uh, that maybe hasn't worked uh, or hasn't worked in a long time that there are benefits still available to you. So again, work with your advisor to, uh, to get that sorted out. All right. Uh, myth number three. Um, this is one I'm guessing that most people might get caught off guard a lot uh, with in, in retirement. But the idea is that you won't pay taxes on your Social Security since you've, of course, already paid taxes on that money when you paid into the system, but not completely the case, right? This is one of those things where 
it is true for certain people and it's not true for other people. So some people won't have to pay any taxes on their social security benefits in retirement. Other people will have to pay taxes on their social security benefits in retirement. And the difference is, is, is it depends on what your other income is. So if you have other taxable income, that could make your social security benefits taxable. So it depends how much that other taxable income is. Now, if you have other income, but it's coming from a tax-free source, such as like a Roth IRA, that would not make your social security benefits taxable. So there's some, some things to, to think about there. But if you have no other income whatsoever and you're living on social security, you do not pay taxes on your social security benefits, at least not on the federal level. Okay. I do know that there are uh, 12 states that tax social security and uh, California, it does not. And I don't know the specifics on those states as to exactly how that works. But again, on the federal level, if you have no other income, you don't pay taxes on your social security. But there's just, I guess, in a lot of cases, not not too many people that are relying solely on Social Security, right? So that's why most people might not be in that, I guess, in that classification. Definitely not. And the other thing about it is that Social Security, I describe as tax-advantaged income, because again, you may not pay taxes on your Social Security at all. But on the high end, the worst case scenario is you'll only have to pay taxes on up to 85% of your social security benefits. So not a hundred percent. So it doesn't matter if you're making a million dollars a year, still 15% of your social security benefits won't be subject to tax. All right. Good to know. Again, that's why you want to work with someone that can kind of help you plan that out. And, uh, and again, make any tax adjustments that you need to, uh, for, for your retirement income. All right. A couple more myths here. Uh, what about this one? I've heard this one a lot recently, and that's that, you know, there's not going to be any Social Security benefits left by the time I retire. How, how true is that, Ryan? Should we be concerned about them running out of money? I can tell you that 100%, I believe that Social Security will be there for many, many decades to come. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not something that I am concerned about one bit. You know, each year, the Social Security Administration, they put out their trustees report. And uh, this year, in 2022, what it says is based on their projections, by the year 2034, there won't be any more money left in the Social Security Trust Fund. So when you hear that, you think, well, geez, if there's no more money in the Social Security Trust Fund, that means they are running out and, and there's there's not going to be any more Social Security benefits, you know, in what's that, about 12 years from now. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, and, and the other part that they put into the, um, the trustees report, is that even if that happens based on their projections, they'll still be able to pay out 77 cents on the dollar. And so the question that I get from time to time is, well, if there's no money in the trust fund, how can they pay out 77 cents on the dollar? And the answer, of course, is because people are continuing to work, pay into the system while other people are taking their retirement benefits. Now, if you're getting 77 cents on the dollar, that's a 23% reduction. And nobody wants to have a benefit uh, reduction. That's, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that Congress is always 
thinking about different ideas. They come up with different ideas for bills in, in different ways to shore up the system long term. And which of the different methods that they're looking at that they would utilize or a combination thereof is really anybody's guess at this point. It, it comes down to two things. Either they're going to have to increase taxes or they're going to have to reduce benefits. I mean, that's it. Uh, one thing that I do think that they absolutely will do is I think they're going to raise the retirement age, not for anybody that's currently retired or anyone that's going to be retiring soon, but I do think that they are going to do that for younger folks. You know, right now, if you were born in 1960 or later, your full retirement age is 67. Well, I think that what they'll probably do is, for instance, maybe if you're born in 1965 or later, your full retirement age is 68. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. I'm, I'm purely speculating, of course, but um, that, that's one of the things that I can see them, them changing here in the future. So they, you, you would expect they make adjustments long before they let the, uh, the system go dry. Well, I, I don't know if they would do it long before, but I do think that they will do it before. Because <laughs> That's it, a good it's, point, yeah. It's already know, the, here, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've been kicking the can down the curb for you know quite some time because you know, it, it's a hugely popular program, Social Security. And you know, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. Uh, you, you, you don't want to upset your voters. And, and so I think as we get closer and closer, we're going to start to see those those changes. You know, the interesting thing is we had the great increase this year in the Social Security benefits for for retirees. But also what, what uh, a lot of people don't realize is that they did raise the payroll tax limit as well. That comes along with that. So depending on what your income is, if you're still working, if you're above certain thresholds, you may have to pay more in Social Security taxes than you had to, you know, this year. So mm-hmm. next year, you'll have to pay more than this year. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And, and I'm sure reassuring for some folks, although it's not, not a certainty, it's uh, definitely makes you feel better about the future, especially if you're not, you know, within five or 10 years of retirement. So good to know. All right. I got one last myth I want to try to bust here before we get out of here. And that's this idea that you should claim social security as soon as you're eligible. And I know everyone wants to turn it on for a lot of that reason we just talked about. They feel like, oh, I need to get my benefit going before they run out of money. But that's not always the best strategy, right? It's definitely not. And and you're right. That's one of the reasons that people say, hey, I might as well just take what I'm entitled to, get it now. And, you know, before they run out of money. And, you know, obviously, I, I don't believe that that's anything to be concerned about. Other things to think about, though, are, you know, your overall health and and what you think your longevity is like. You know, if, if, if you don't think you're going to have uh, a long life, if you're single, um, it may make sense to take your Social Security benefit early, um, but it might not. Other things to think about, too, though, are like, for instance, this, and this is a common one. This is something that you know, that I, I see mistakes being made a lot is with married folks. So take, for instance, you have a husband. He's the higher, or he was the higher wage earner of the two. And maybe he's a couple years older than his wife. And he thinks, um, I, I don't think I'm really going to live a, a real long life. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I've got some health problems. I, I might as well go ahead and take my benefit early. The problem there is that if, in fact, he does pass away early, when he passes away, 
that will now become the survivor benefit, assuming that benefit is higher than what his wife was. And if he was the higher wage earner, it would be. So his wife is now going to have a much reduced survivor benefit now for the rest of her life. And that's a, that's a very real risk that a lot of people don't think about. And the other one, too, is the, the uh, earnings test. You know, do keep in mind that if you are, if you have not yet reached your full retirement age and you're still working and you plan to take your Social Security benefits, your Social Security benefits may get withheld if your income is over certain limits. And those limits aren't that high. So you, you do want to you know, consider that as well. I, I understand, though, if, if your benefits are withheld that it's not like you're never getting that money back. They credit you with a positive adjustment when you get to your full retirement age. But it's definitely something that you you have to be aware of if you're planning to take before your full retirement age. It's good to know. And and again, you want to have a, a strategy for Social Security whenever you get to that point. You don't just want to turn it on because, again, it's not really a decision. You can reverse uh, very easily. So you want to make sure you have all your I is dotted and your T's crossed before you get to that point. But, you know, with Social Security, again, there are a lot of misunderstandings, and hopefully we cleared up some of those for you today on the podcast. But, uh, again, reach out. If you want to talk with Ryan, you want to sit down uh, with him and his team at Kravitz Financial, you can do so by visiting KravitzFinancial.com. He's got over 20 years of experience in this industry. I'm happy to help you and answer any questions you might have about Social Security. And the phone number, once again, 714 714- Four six two nine one five five. All right, Ryan. Good stuff uh, today, and and I'm definitely more, a little more reassured about uh, my opportunities to, to claim some benefits later on in my life. Hopefully, it's still around. But uh, appreciate all the insight today. Absolutely. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. Kravitz Financial and Insurance Solutions and BCM are independent of each other. Ryan Kravitz and Kravitz Financial and Insurance Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.